Blog Talk Radio. Jupiter, 
Pluto is also in Capricorn, and Mars is in Virgo. Okay, that's a lot. That's six out of ten, and that's a lot of Earth. So if you're feeling a little bit like, ooh, I mean, you know, like it's heavy, that's because actually grounding your energy and making things happen is heavy. It's nobody said it was going to be easy to make your dreams come true, so please take a hold of it and recognize that there's a lot of earth energy out there right now and there's a really beautiful opportunity for you to ground yourself and make something very positive happen. Venus and Saturn are both in air and they're actually in a perfect trine in late 20s of Gemini and Libra, so if you want to talk about love with someone you love, anyone you love, then and doesn't necessarily have to mean a romantic partner. It can mean anyone that you love. If you want to talk about your feelings for them, then uh, please do now because there's an opportunity to have a really good, meaningful conversation with somebody about how you feel about them. And since we're going to be talking about um, since we're going to be talking about Venus retrograde tonight, and that's the uh, the big topic for the evening, uh, I think it's important that uh, you know we talk a little bit there about Venus in Gemini because Venus is in Gemini and it's going to be retrograde in Gemini, and the uh, the general importance of that is the level of communication, what it is that we want to say about love, what it is that we want to say about our feelings. You know, it's sweet because Gemini rules humor, and I think that it's important that we are able to connect with humor. I know some of my favorite moments with my own partner are when we make each other laugh, right? So when we feel that almost hysterical laughter and um, we're capable of, you know, really um, being uh, a part of um, the um, the uh, the energy of humor and communication and wit, then uh, we we find that their love grows because whenever you're laughing with somebody, you can't help but love them. I want to take a look at somebody that's been holding for a little while and just see where we are. Hi, caller, you're on the inside connection. Hi. Uh, did Hi. I come through? You you did? Who, oh, who thank it? you so much. Who is it? Oh, my name is Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Have you called into the show before? No, I don't believe so. I, I was just scanning through the, through the computer and saw you and saw Venus retrograde, and I thought... This is something I want to talk about. Well, that's all about it. You know, I mean, that's awesome that you found my show that way. I'm, I'm on uh, every Thursday at 8 o'clock Pacific, and it's a pleasure to have you on here. Um, do you want me to take a look at your chart, or would you just like to talk a little bit about Venus retrograde, or what do you? What would you like to do with the time we have? Well, I have a, a pressing issue that has been on my heart for a long time. I... I'm about to pursue a communication with someone that I haven't talked to in over a couple of years. And um, I want to express some gratitude because when I met them, um, I became so very spiritual afterwards. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Profound effect. And yeah. 
I you know, never... it's interesting that you're saying you're going to make contact with someone that's not expecting necessarily the outreach that you're going to do. And the Venus retrograde period, the one very outstanding thing is someone from the past shows up. So for this person, they're about to experience that very old interpretation of Venus retrograde. Someone from the past shows up. I think it's awesome. Wow. It's an, it's an auspicious time to connect with someone from the past. Well, um, I'm I'm going to – I've been afraid to do this because I don't know – you know, I want them to receive me. And it's unconditional. I'm not – expecting anything i just want to say thank you and tell them how beautiful they are and i was never able to say that because i was always afraid you know and um i didn't have the courage and now i want to i regret it i think about it all the time it's like you didn't have the courage to express gratitude at that time i mean do you do you feel that that won't be well received that they won't say just why thank you that's that's really nice of you to say it, or is it that you're anxious because there's something else that you would like to have happen? Well, in the past, I had hoped that something would happen, but I've come to terms with the fact that I have to let that go, and my my real, real feelings is uh, they had a profound effect on me, and I, I really need to say that. It's just a weird thing. People just don't come out and say those things these days, and I... It depends upon, I mean, it depends upon, like, if this was somebody that, you know, was it completely accidental, the way in which they opened you up spiritually, or was it, you know, was it just by their actions? It was, um, I was going through a really bad time, and we locked eyes, and, and I felt his energy was like mine, and then I... Um, I said, what's going on here? I've never felt this way before. So it took me down this spiritual journey. That's great. And mm-hmm, part it of that journey, though, part of that journey about feeling that way is the way in which our ego is sublimated. You know, becomes a lower, becomes lowered. The energy becomes lowered when we're in the face of. Um, caring about someone else We could call it love But when, but it's almost as if our own personality And our own ego drive Dissipates in the face of Really seeing someone else's soul and individuality It's a very beautiful thing And that sublimation of the ego Is a primary uh, spiritual experience It gets us in touch with the fact that We can care about someone else more even than we care about ourselves or at least equally you know and and stepping out of the way of our own specific ego needs is an amazing spiritual journey yes and um my goodness when i looked into this person's eyes i saw his soul which is yeah. I, I never saw that before right but when you're touched by that when you're touched by seeing someone else's soul like in other words you were open to seeing that he was open to letting you see that there was a connection in in you know my belief system it has something to do with karma it has something to do with past lives we see someone we know 
we know the soul. And so there, there are a lot less walls up with somebody like that that already knows you. They already know who you are on the inside most deeply. The, the vulnerability is lessened, and we're capable of simply just being open in the face of their presence. It's a very beautiful thing. I, I understand how that creates a spiritual awakening. I think it's beautiful for you to share that with us tonight, with me tonight, for sure. Something that I love to remember um, that moment when we say, like, wow, you know, I I can love you. It doesn't necessarily have to mean love of any kind of specific nature. It's just the pure beauty of love. I can love you. And that makes me step out of the way. Beautiful spiritual moment. Yes, and I just want to say how important it is. I know how important it is now when we meet a person, it doesn't matter who they are, um, if they have that effect on us, I just want to say it is so important to express it at that time because you never know when they're going to leave or go and you'll never have that opportunity. That's true. That's true. At the same time, it it needs to be expressed when it feels right to you. So, you know, sometimes people do feel... um, you know, let's say, more inhibited. You felt inhibited at the mm-hmm. time, and you've needed to go through what you've gone through in your life since then in order to be ready to open yourself up to expressing that gratitude now. Um, it's all about a path, and, and I definitely believe in a right moment. So if, yeah. if if you're getting an opportunity and this person is still alive and they're still available and you can still tell them thank you, then you're lucky to have come to that realization. Um, but, yes, there's definitely the old saying, you know, don't go to bed angry and make sure you tell somebody that you love them before you get off the phone and all of those things because you never know when you won't get a chance to do that again. Right. Now, with this Venus retrograde, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to find the person that uh, I know has contact with them and leave my phone number again. Now, I know Venus is going retrograde very soon. Yeah, on the 14th. Um, is that, is that going to hinder any communication? No, no, I think it actually accelerates it. I mean, it's really almost stationary because Venus is at 23 degrees now, and it's going to go wet retrograde in the 23rd degree of Gemini. So it's we're already in the stationary period of Venus. It's not going to move very much further forward and it's going to begin moving backwards. And if you've seen Venus at night, if any of you have been watching Venus, that beautiful, brilliant mm-hmm. uh, star that's there in the western sky after the sun sets, that star is going to drop very quickly back down into the sun, and Venus will then become the morning star. So it will be coming up before the sun when the retrograde period is over, which is at the end of June. So, no, I, don't, I think that the Venus retrograde period actually assists you in communicating with someone from the past and what i had originally said um applies for tomorrow if you were listening and i think you were at the very beginning of the show venus is in gemini and right now it's trying saturn so there's there's a very good energy for communicating a serious um a kind of affection and gratitude Excellent. Yeah. Good. Listen, it was wonderful talking with you, Patricia. I have a few other people in the switchboard, so Not I'm going to say thank you and for calling in. And you have a very beautiful, and, and beautiful energy. Anytime, okay? Mm-hmm. You Bye-bye. have a good night now. Bye-bye.
That was lovely, and thank you, Patricia, for calling into the show and a new caller and somebody that had a really provocative and interesting um, question about a couple of things there, reaching out for uh, a past affection, a past person who has done something good for you. I definitely want to reiterate that I feel like when we want to call and say to somebody, you had a positive impact on my life, and I just wanted to let you know that, that that kind of thing is always well-received. I can't even imagine that anyone would be taken aback by that, especially if the intentions are pure, and it's really just to say thank you. So, um, you know, a lot of kudos to Patricia for the courage to do that, and I hope that that uh, gentleman knows how lucky he is to be receiving such a loving message. Uh, from such a, a nice open person. So Venus is going retrograde um, specifically uh, just because, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it. It's going retrograde on the 15th, and it's going to be about 9 o'clock in the morning East Coast time, 6.30, 9.30 East Coast time, 6.30 Pacific a.m. on the 15th. So that is uh, next Tuesday. And uh, like I said, we're in a stationary period right now where it's apparent that it's not really moving. So if you can imagine that it obviously is moving, but in its circular orbit around the sun, it looks like it's kind of coming straight at us so that even though it's still going around the sun, it's aimed pretty much right at the earth. So in that period where it's in that little segment and it's, you know, like coming straight at us on that, on its orbit. And then, of course, it will all of a sudden come around, and it's because it's passing between us and the sun. It will look like it's going backwards from the Earth's point of view. So it's kind of an awesome thing that it does that. As a matter of fact, one interesting thing about the calendar is that the Mayan calendar, we talk a lot about the Mayan calendar in 2012, the Mayan calendar was based on Venus and included the Venus retrogrades. And using Venus to mark time and mark the year is one of the most accurate calendar timings that there is. So the Venus calendar, which includes the retrogrades that it does about every 18 months, it's a two-year calendar. The Mayan calendar was basically two cycles of the Earth going around the sun. Um, uh, historically the most accurate calendar that there ever has been, um, you know, and you know, you understand what I'm talking about. For instance, we've had civilizations that have lunar calendars, and if you know that there's 13 moons and there's uh, 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 28 days in a moon cycle, that comes to 364. That's very close, right? That's very close to that there are 365 days officially in a year. So the lunar calendar is very, very close. The solar calendar, which is totally off, the one that we actually use, you know, the 12 months and that it stays in each sign, maybe 30 or 31 days, that calendar is so off that we have to add a day every year, every four years, the leap day, because that calendar is just, you know, the solar calendar doesn't really mark uh, a year very well. But the lun uh, the Venusian calendar, uh, which is marked by two, two years, um, is... Um, 
is actually 730 days, which is an exact two-year cycle. That's 365 times two. So without being too technical, two years of Venus, Venus ends up exactly at the same spot in 730 days. So if you use it to mark a year, you end up with the most accurate calendar. But I think it was confusing for um, most people, and so civilizations adopted the lunar calendar, the most popular Chinese civilization, the, the Hebrew, uh, Jewish calendar is also a lunar calendar. Um, let's see. Um, 780, you've been holding on for a while. Welcome to the Inside Connection. It's uh, Jay Cullen. How's it going? Hi, Jay. Yeah. How are you, man? I'm pretty good, Dr. Craig. What's uh, going on? Listening to your show. I'm not looking. Just, I have a couple questions, actually. Not about the chart, but uh, how well okay, how is Venus affecting the retrograde um the um uh, uh the Aries chart? And I just wonder how do you know which plants are conjuncting? I mean, I'm just curious how you know that as as an astrologer. Um okay, you have to be a little bit more specific. How do I know which planets are conjuncting? conjuncting. Yeah, well, like, you know, for like, instance, oh, I just know it because I have an ephemeris. It's a book that tells me the positions of the oh, planets. Okay. So it's like a reference book that shows you, because that's all from astronomy. I mean, it's literal astronomy data. Right. So um, you can find an ephemeris actually online. They have them online because it's reference material. And, for instance, uh the sun is at like 21 degrees Taurus and Jupiter is at 22 degrees Taurus. So right now, if you were to look at Jupiter with a big telescope, you'd pretty much have to be looking at it just off to the side of the sun. You'd have to be looking at it in broad daylight. And a lot of times you can use these really beautiful solar filters where you block out the light of the sun and you can see... Jupiter when they do some very interesting photography of the planets when the sun is out so mm-hmm. but um but conjunction is when they're right next to each other from the earth's point of view and we end up with a combined energy so the sun mixed with Jupiter is a very large sense of purpose and um I think it's increasing our sense of values at this time certainly Obama did come out with his values you know in a kind of a big way and that was a Sun Jupiter moment for him because it certainly has, you know, that to me, I see those things and I'm like, okay, well, there's that. You know, globally, we had someone express an opinion of their values in a very big way. So that's Jupiter, the largeness, and the Sun, um, somebody's personal essence, and Taurus, their values. Hmm. So, oh, and you had a specific question about how is the retrograde Venus affecting an Aries? Yeah, it should be pretty good because the it's it's going to continue to stay in Gemini the whole time. It isn't going to change signs and go back into uh, Taurus. Venus is in Gemini for the entire retrograde period, and. Um, uh, Gemini and Aries are very compatible. There's a lot of good energy between the two of them. So I would think that, again, globally, um, it brings sometimes a review of relationships. If you're in a relationship, it might cause you to take stock of the relationship and some things that need to be changed. I like this Venus retrograde in Gemini because 
there should be a capacity for loving communication, loving communication. Venus is loving, Gemini is communication, literally talking to people about your feelings is something that this Venus retrograde could do. Now, for an Aries, it might connect you with a stronger desire to actually communicate to because Aries is very visionary. So there are other aspects of Venus. Venus rules beauty. Venus rules art. Venus rules money and finance. I think if you wanted to set up uh, an investigation for a loan process, that could be good because Venus rules finances. So anything where you would, you know, go and meet with someone and have communication about the things that Venus rules in Aries visionary, like Aries vision, whatever it is that you're envisioning, your creative process, um, the retrograde Venus gives you a strong capacity to express that. Sometimes they say that it slows down love or that it makes love difficult to, um, you know, find, but um not necessarily sure that that's actually true or that that really holds a lot of water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a relationship, though, I remember. Yeah, and yeah. I, we did, I wasn't really a, a, a relationship. It was more like a friendship, but I decided to end it because we just saw some things coming down the road for the person that... Uh, that, that were too that, hard. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was really apparent, and okay. I said that I got. I got to take off. So uh, it actually okay. opened up a whole bunch of space for myself. Actually, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate you calling in, and I love talking to you. Yeah, you're very cool. It's not listening All to right, you. Jay, have a great show. night. Thank you. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. So good, um, you know, spirited conversation about Venus retrograde in the, uh, the the general energy here is going to be that um, as we, you know, see the retrograde coming, if we want to have that conversation with somebody, see, it makes us think back. Retrograde periods are like back and back, back, like like Patricia was talking about how she's con- she's contacting someone from the past because it's reviewing the Venus is going backwards so it doesn't necessarily make love hard not in my opinion in only if love love's really not so good only if it's not really working out for you well to begin with and then uh, of course, it's going to be a more difficult time for love. So because it's going to slow it down, it's going to move it backwards. But you know, like how waves are or the tide, it comes up, it comes up, and then it goes back. And there's a reason for that. And so the retrograde period is always the time when, say, the tide is going back out. When it goes back out, we discover things, right, that, it, that it's kicked up on the shore, that it's brought in. Some of them are nice. Some of them are little pearls, little jewels, and some of them are not so nice, you know, so um, that it might have cleaned something out of the ocean that is too pleasant. So that metaphor is perfect for Venus retrograde as Venus is also very connected to the ocean and and the abundance of the sea and that – as the empress, there's a lot of water in the Venus card, and Venus rules the empress. So the, the 
Venus retrograde for our love life, if we're in one, has to do with, well, what has that tide going out showing us about our love, about our relationship? Gives us a time to review that. And in in Gemini, I, I, I encourage everyone to find the laughter. You know, I think that that's probably one of the most important things that we can do in order to make this, uh, you know, a, a positive Venus retrograde. Three two three are on the inside connection. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who is it? Yvette. I don't even know what to ask because I like your topic and I'm a Gemini. Okay. So. I don't know would if you like mentioned... for me to look at your chart? Can you? Oh my gosh, I would love to. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Let's let me. Uh, all I need to do is. Uh, Open the astrology software. How are you tonight? I'm really good. Three two three. Are you in LA? Yes, I am. Awesome. Me too. Hollywood. Awesome. Cool. We're probably neighbors. We could be. So when's <laughs> your birthday? May twenty sixth. Um, nineteen sixty eight. Sixty eight. Uh huh. Okay. And do you happen to know your birth time? Yes. Twelve thirty four. A.M. One, two, three, four A.M. Love mm-hmm. it. And your birthplace, Yvette? Los Angeles. L.A. Got it. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Have you ever yep. had anybody read your chart? Um. Yes. But, you know, it kind of goes in one ear sometimes and not the other. Okay. Are you in a relationship right now? Um, Not really. I'm not. But, not really. Um, okay. Okay. Well, let's jump the energies in are around No, I'm asking you because I see that Jupiter is going to conjunct your moon and your Venus. Okay. And that's actually really nice for love life. So if you're not with someone right now, there's a possibility that you've been looking and this, mm-hmm. and something's actually going to come around that's quite nice. If you're thinking about moving, relocating, redecorating, enlarging your apartment or anything like that, that might mm-hmm. be expanding the home, mm-hmm. um, even including throwing a party, bringing in a social event, because home is a very important mm-hmm. element for you. So mm-hmm. you have uh, Aquarius rising at yes. 1, 2, 3, 4 a.m. on May the 26th in L.A., Aquarius was rising. It makes Uranus the ruler of your chart, and it does give you some relationship issues because Mm -hmm. you're looking for a very big personality, someone who's very showy, someone who's very like, someone who's kind of dramatic, or someone who can take center stage. It gives you an opportunity to project onto them the large personality that you really, you yourself have, Mm -hmm. and um, to feel like you can be a showy kind of couple or a couple that have a lot of dynamics, a lot of sunshine beaming off of you when you go out in public with with your partner, and you really like that. One of the um, the strong things that's going on for you right now is, as I said, Jupiter is in Taurus, and it's in late Taurus. So it's getting ready to move across your moon and across your Venus, and there's just friendship and relationship and good things at work and hopefully some money coming for you and do you write at all? Um I would say I'm uh, there's like a writer in me that What do you been... do for work? I'm in sales. 
Okay, well, your sales is going to be really good this month for sure because it's all about talking and communicating in the third house, and you really use your voice and your communication skills to make your money. That's why I asked about writing. But Mm -hmm. Gemini, and the fact that you've got Moon and Venus in the third, you really are natural at writing, teaching, talking, journalism. You could definitely do... um, you could you could be teaching a class, you know, like you have you have something in you that really um, gives you the ability to share something with others. That's mm-hmm. very important, um, mm-hmm. and that is communication and values and making money or how to make money in this kind of an economy or you know like there's just something about your your communication vibe that's very strong and very located in at home, you know, in the home environment. So I don't know whether you could go into people's homes and do sales there, but there's a lot of really good. Do you have a partner, any kind of business partner? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. You, all of those things would really benefit you. Like you would really benefit from having a business partner. You could make a really incredible sales team. You could definitely write um, because you have like the the star of a writer in your chart, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, right now there's some very good things that are going to happen for you financially in relationship to your job. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're feeling like there's some confusion for yourself right now, like publicly at work with people that you know if you feel that there's someone or somebody that might be like not telling you the truth about something yeah you have to be careful about that because neptune is actually square your midheaven um there's positive to that and that is that it could make you just more in touch with other people's feelings it could make you feel a little bit more spiritual it could make you feel like you want to reach out more and find out more about the spiritual world or what there is to learn about that but you also have to be careful where you go to find out that information or how you go to find out that information Mm -hmm. because the square can make you feel just Neptune square your midheaven is like your public could make you feel um, maybe a little dazzled by something when you necessarily shouldn't be because mm-hmm. when the veil gets pulled off there's more you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay or that's if you funny. know the per if you know the person that that's happening with right now then you need to be cautious of that. Um, yeah, it's funny because um, there's someone I wanted to connect with. Um, they're intuitive, medis- med- medical intuitive, and I kind of want to talk to them before I decide to go, you know, through with it. But they don't want to pick up the phone and call me, so I'm like, well, how, how, like, why would someone want to work with someone just through email without talking to the person? I mean, like, at least getting the nitty gritty, uh, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of strange. Yeah, but that's a part of your, the intuition that you have to go with. You have right. to be able to say, that doesn't feel right to me. Right. And then in order to be able to separate what it is that you're saying out loud, you have to be able to say, I thought there was something that I wanted to go to see, but after experiencing that they didn't even want to talk to me on the phone, I decided mm-hmm. to go in a different direction. Right. That's the path, you know, rather than trying to force the issue or give in Mm -hmm. and then go down a road that you're intuitively not feeling connected to. Right. 
Yeah. Excellent. That's your mini reading. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you have any specific questions? Um, you said there's love coming. You know, I feel like there could be. I'm going to look at your at the specific. It's early June even is when Jupiter confronts uh, conjuncts your Venus, mm-hmm. um, and then and then it also conjuncts your Sun. Jupiter conjuncts your Sun at the beginning of July. So the Sun is the ruler of your house of marriage, and Venus obviously rules love. So there's a couple back to back really good transits. We have to look back at like 2001, say 2001 before 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. You probably had a similar experience then. Did you meet someone? Did you move? Did you enlarge your home environment? Those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I know what you're talking those about. Those yeah. things, you're in, a re- you're in a repetition of that cycle. Okay. So, um, you know, just be on the lookout for somebody that's got, you know, I would say good character, good values probably mm-hmm. also good looking and maybe somebody that's financially stable because those are all the things about Taurus and now you're a little bit older than you were 2001 mm-hmm. so there's a different kind of thing that you're looking for or expecting from a relationship mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yep appreciate the reading you did a great job yeah it's really good to talk to you thank and you I hope that you have a lovely evening you too I'm going to continue to okay hon bye bye thank you bye Thank you for calling in, and uh, it's always really good to uh, <clears throat> to talk to people on the show live. And I also want to thank my uh, my archive listeners because I'm very honored to be uh, listened to in growing, growing numbers uh, every week uh, here on Inside Connection Radio. It's a live call-in show. The number is two one three nine four three. 3395. Don't forget, you can find me personally on the internet as lahealer.com. If you want to find out more about my personal work, you want to try and touch base with me privately, you'd like to do a reading with me, I do them with people all over the world via Skype. I have a really nice setup here in the office, which is where we are now. And uh, so by phone or by Skype or in person, if you happen to be lucky enough to live in Los Angeles, Otherwise, I'll see you on the radio. So I'm going to go to another caller. Hi, you're on the Inside Connection. Hi, Dr. Craig. Hi. This is Candy. Candy. (laughs) How are you? I'm lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Just doing lovely. How are you, honey? I'm good. Have you been listening? Yes, I've been listening the whole time. And if I don't, if I forget, I always catch in the archives, so. You know, and that's so nice of you, and you had given me so much good advice about blog talk and really setting up a good show. And it's amazing that they do notify me every week, and I am so flattered that, um, you know, people are listening to this show, and I really do feel that way, that somebody's learning something, and uh, that's why I started the show was I always, just, I always learn to, something, just yes. to teach and chat and, you know, meet meet new people. It's been really, really good. Tell me how you are, and I am getting ready, of course, to go and look at your chart, because I love to spy on no. you. No, <laughs> I'm really good. I just moved into a, a little cottage uh out in the middle of nowhere um, on my parents' property for a few months. and um, You got a man? So, I do, yeah. Yeah. 
That's where I'm headed to probably in about six months or so. So, yeah. How's that going? It's going really well. I've good. Met a really awesome person. Good. That's really good. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. You also have, like, you know, a growing love there because Jupiter is going to conjunct your Venus. You have Venus at one degree Gemini, and, you know, we have Jupiter going into Gemini. Venus is actually going retrograde in your sign. So you have Venus retrograde in the 12th house, and uh, Venus retrograde um, not quite on your Venus because it doesn't go all the way down to one degree, but still you are a Venus in Gemini. You are a... um, you know, you do communicate love with humor and uh, intelligence and, um, you know, just love to love people by being informed about what's going on, by being social, by being the connector that you are, you know, the butterfly <laughs> that you are. That's me. <laughs> I love that. What else is going on? Well, I'm, I've been writing a lot. Um, I have about 12,000 more words, and I'll be done with my first novel. And I've um, been writing articles online for a little online magazine, and, and that's, you know, growing good. So I think things are going well. That's great. That's great. Besides, I'm really I love glad to hear it. Thanks. And, you know, our blog talk show's been doing really good, too. I, I I really lucked out to get Randy as my co-host. I mean, we're talking about love and and all that falls into all kinds of different kinds of love. And, and um, he's such an amazing person. I'm I'm so blessed with him. And and you know, you and Susan and so many of my other friends that have come into my life. And so, you know. I yeah, think, well, you and Randy are really working it, and he and 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 <laughs> he's, he's got some very provocative and very interesting topics. I actually really like your show and. I should probably have you both on as guests at some point, you know, and oh, we can like, put a show together. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. For me, I'm still just feeling it out and 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 getting oh, a, sure. getting a handle on the way that it all works. But I've been enjoying creating my topics, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, finding them and finding people that are interested in what it is that we have to say here. So. Um, like I said, I always appreciate you tuning in. It's awesome, and um, you're always welcome to call me. I love well, hearing you. from you. I love hearing from you. Um, don't you love that song? I play that song, Show Me Love by Robin. Do you know that song? I don't. I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, my God. I'm going to play it for you right now, and we'll be back in three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been told that I've got too much to ride Someone 
that's going out tonight to Miss Candy Fox, who's still holding on the line. Hi, I was singing. I was singing along. <laughs> Don't you love that? It's an awesome song. You can have that. Oh my god! I just want to jump up and down and wave my hands in the air and say yes. Bring it on! Bring it on down! You know, I like show me love. <laughs> what else do you want to be shown? You know, people have this. Remember, remember, show me the money. Yes. Oh my God! Show me the money was so bad for one of my relatives because she said, "Show me the money, show me the money," and she got her husband's life insurance policy. Oh no! <laughs> oh my, that was a bad thing. Show me the money. <laughs> we have to be really careful what it is that we're asking to be shown, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think "Show me love." I think that's a good one. <laughs> Well, yes, because love comes in all forms. Exactly. Show me love. I can hardly imagine that it would come in a bad way. That's right. And um, let's see, what else is going on? I'm doing great myself, you know, working, working hard. We're getting ready to take a little break, go visit folks for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, anybody that's hanging on, listening. Especially oh, in my fa- chat room. Father's Day coming up too. Especially in my chat room. I know <laughs> I know I've got some moms in there. So, um I I wanted, you know, to say to them happy Mother's Day and to all the mothers that are listening in the archives, right? Yeah. You got your mom still with you? Yes. You gonna yeah. at least talk to her? Say hello to her? Yeah, I, I, well yeah, absolutely. May even go up there for a little while. Um so they're actually building um we have thirty acres in southern Indiana and they're they're building a big house and I'm I'm staying in a little cottage right now helping out. Um and they'll be down here soon, so it's if you've never been to southern Indiana and been out in the woods and been surrounded by beauty and nature, I suggest everybody at least come visit here. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's like it's like going to the ocean. It's it's Stepping out in paradise, or you know, seeing one of the mountains in Colorado, or someplace like that. It's it's really amazing, and I get to see it every day now. So yeah, nature is I think super important, and Venus is also a part of that. So mm-hmm. you know, that retrograde Venus is a good time for any kind of communication or communing with nature. Um, I think it's important, you know, and I think it's important for you in particular because of the Venus, because you have. Um, uh, Venus in Gemini in the 12th house, a very empathic time for you right now. It's a time when you can really connect um, very deeply with a very uh, compassionate, intuitive kind of love and be able mm-hmm. to convey that. If you ever have written poetry, this Venus retrograde period would be a beautiful time for you to write poetry. I do write poetry. I've actually been published, so yeah, I, think, I will I have think, to pick up the pen. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm just telling you. The reason is because the 12th house is a very intuitive connection to art. Venus, uh, Gemini is with words. So, you know, you put words and art together, poetry definitely comes to mind. And Venus, I mean, come on, love poems right there. Can't be better than that. <laughs> yeah. And you were talking earlier about, you know, the, the water sign and since I'm a cancer. Right. It's all about the water. Yay! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love the water. I'm a water sign, too. Miss Scorpio. Me? Over here. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Scorpio, you know, sting me. That's coming to wrap up, so I'm going to say good evening to you. Right, good night. Yeah, and then I'm just going to wrap up because I'm going to go inside because we're getting ready. We're getting ready to leave tomorrow, so just for a couple of days. But Have a great um, vacation. This has been a good show. I had a lot of good callers and, um, you know, talked about what I wanted to talk about. And I, the show's good. You know, I like it. I like I like. Good. I like it a lot. So, I'm so um, happy. Let me see what comes out here at the end, and I will talk to you soon, Candy. Thanks okay, for joining me here tonight. Welcome. I really appreciate you calling in, honey. Well, well thank Bye. you. So, um, yeah, Venus retrograde, the inward... Um, reviewing period of love and it does require that doesn't it because I think if we don't have a time when Venus goes retrograde then we may take people for granted and uh, the retrograde period is a time when we can say you know wow you know like I, I need to take a look at this love that I have I need to take a look at the way I'm loving you or the way I'm letting you love me because, you know, it's important for me. I want to, um, you know, feel the love. I want to feel it in an authentic way. I need to spend some time being with that love, connecting with that love, whether that's in gratitude or art or poetry or uh, in communication, as in Gemini, or humor. Don't forget the humor. You know, I expect everyone to, um, you know, Make sure that you, um, you know, pay attention to your your funny bone during this Venus retrograde in Gemini period because that's where you're really going to find the love. Like I said, I I feel like every time I get a really good hard laugh with my partner, that's when I'm like, oh my God, you know, you can just feel love come up out of you in the laughter. It's it's really quite nice. So so don't forget that. Don't forget the laughter. And um, next week, I'm actually going to be taking a week off, so there won't be a show on uh, the 17th of um, May, but I will be back. It'll be my first week off, and I need to take a little break, just a one-week break from the show, because uh, we've done uh, 15 weeks, and it's been awesome, and I'm looking forward to doing many more. Uh, but the show will resume at 8 p.m. Pacific on the 24th of May. There won't be a show on the 17th of May. Um, I think that um, there's probably nothing greater for us to experience than the act of loving. That's what love is. Love is a commitment to loving one another. And uh, Venus retrograde is uh, the time when uh when you want to do that uh you know most most clearly most most beautifully um most authentically because it's the time when it's really hard to hide um from love it's really it's the time when love is in your face and if you're having difficulty in in love then it's going to become even more clear that it's that it's difficult but if not if there's a if there's a breakthrough coming if there's a breakthrough necessary if there's something that you can do to um you know um make love more meaningful then this is going to be the time to do it 
I'm going to leave you with uh, Florence and the Machine and uh, Cosmic Love. Thanks for joining me on the Inside Connection. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Good night.